conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Nairi Pakai, and you're listening to NITV Radio. Leading Indigenous education non-profit, the Aurora Education Foundation, has new board members, and one of them is Sharon Davis, is joining us on NITV Radio. Sharon Davis is a director, education consultant, Oxford scholar and honorary research fellow. Sharon brings a deep commitment to social justice, having previously worked as the director at AATSIS. Sharon spoke to NITV Radio's Saka Pachova. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure as well. Can you please tell us a bit more about where you are from and who your people are? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, firstly, I'd like to acknowledge that I'm beaming into this uh, interview on Ghana country, the unseen lands of the Ghana people in South Australia. But for, for me and my people, I am a non-binary um, Barad Gidja person. So my people are from the Kimberley up uh, north of Broome and most of my family uh, all still live in the Kimberley and Broome actually apart from my sister but yeah that's my mob from up that way. I'm very lucky to be sitting here in the beautiful sun on Ghana country speaking to you guys. <laughs> Amazing. So what what is the your vision to you're bringing to Aurora Foundation? Oh, I am so proud. Actually, I'm I'm very fresh. I've only been a board member now for a few months, but I've had a long relationship with the Aurora Education Foundation. Um, in terms of the vision that I bring to Aurora, I guess uh, it's kind of lucky because my vision is very similar to Aurora's vision. My vision is also founded by self-determination. Um, like you mentioned before, I, I, I'm the co-founder of Grulil. We're a small consulting company where we use an anti-racist and gender-affirming lens to support people and organisations to better engage with First Nations and gender-diverse people and content. And at uh, my company, we our primary principle is that of self-determination as well, and that underpins all of our work. So I bring um, that sort of vision to my work on the board at Aurora. It's a good, it's a good pairing, I think. Mm-hmm. And what was your main motivation to join Aurora's board? I guess my main motivation to join join Aurora as I was thinking about the different boards that I'm on, I'm on a couple of different boards, but the Aurora Education Foundation has played such a pivotal role in um, my education journey. And like most mob, it's important that we give back. We're, as Indigenous peoples, we're reciprocal just by our very nature and it's an obligation and something that we all must do. So I really want to give back and hopefully can support other young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, not necessarily young, I was a mature age student, but young, you know, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students and people wanting to get the best out of life and best out of education that they can and help overcome any barriers that our people may face when it comes to uh, getting the education that we want and that we deserve. So if I can give back in any way, um, then that will be a good thing. Mm, that's beautiful. I'm on two other boards. So I'm on the board of Reconciliation Australia with an education with my education hat on and that's when in terms of education it is more uh, it's about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander um, ways of being and doing so that's where reconciliation week and we help with reconciliation and education but I'm also on the board of the Stronger Smarter Institute which is about education for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander um, young people children and young people so being able to be um, on the board of the Aurora Education Foundation ties that into quite a nice little bow because it supports 
young people from the beginning of their school journey all the way through to university and post-degree post studies. So if I can give support in a way that I didn't have, I'm you know, one of those uh, first in family, None of, neither of my parents have been to university, nobody in my immediate family had been to university. So I didn't have those expertise or someone to turn to to say, you know, how do I write an essay? How do, how do I apply for university? So if I can offer that to other young people, I would like to make the journey a little less hard than what it was for me. But also as a gay and genderqueer person, I can bring an intersexual lens to the important work of the organisation. I think that's missing in a lot of uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander education discourse. We do talk a lot about race and racism. We talk about um, cultural appropriateness and we talk about cultural responsiveness. But we tend to miss that gender and sexuality diversity. And I can bring that intersectional lens to this space, which I think is important for our uh, queer black young people. Hmm. Hmm. You mentioned it before. You you had challenges in your own journey, but in the end, you studied at Oxford University, which is amazing. Can you tell us more about your journey and about this experience? Yeah, sure. Um, I I was gosh, going back now, I feel old telling this yarn. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was a mature age student in Broome. I studied at the University of Notre Dame in Broome, um, my primary school teaching degree back in, gosh, 2010, I think I started. And I had two little kids and I was living up on country and I found that doing my teaching degree in Broome was just such a game changer because I, I could incorporate all my ways of being and knowing and on country into the learning that I was doing about being a teacher. And out of that, I was really interested in understanding more about Aboriginal English, which is a dialect of English that over 80% of Aboriginal people in this country speak. Um, and as a result of doing that kind of study and loving it and having a culturally safe place in which to learn, I did really well. And then somebody said to me, you should apply for that Aurora study tour that goes around the world. And I was like, as if I'm never going to get into that. I, you know, I'm just this person in broom. Um, and then my one of my lecturers really encouraged me. So I applied and I was very surprised to be accepted into that. And then from that, I ended up um, going on the study tour and um, seeing all these different universities, these Ivy League universities around the world. And I, I, I've told this story a number, number of times because it's so, still so vivid to me over a decade later, sitting in at a lecture at Harvard and having my only experience of Harvard being the, of that Goodwill Hunting movie <laughs> when they're at Harvard. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was sitting in a lecture and I haven't, hadn't done any readings or anything, but I remember sitting there thinking I could actually answer the question that this lecturer is asking at Harvard. What the hell? How can I have the, I could actually go to one of these universities? So in the end, I ended up applying for um, NYU, New York University and Oxford. I was accepted into both, which was mind blowing. I, you know, almost, I pretty, pretty much failed high school <laughs> and being accepted into both and choosing Oxford, um, I would never have even thought that was possible if it wasn't for the um, Aurora study tour. So, you know, that's, As a result now, it's helped me along my way. I've I've worked at quite high levels in the public service. I've now run my own consulting business trying to help educators to do better, know better and do better in their classrooms. So mm. I'm very grateful. That's my journey with Aurora. That's an amazing journey. Can we sum up what the main challenges are that Indigenous children and young people are facing when it comes to education? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think... There's a, there's a number of different um, challenges that young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander 
kids face. The main one uh, is racism. At the end of the day, that underpins a lot of the issues that we face, our young people face. At the end of the day, education systems are not made for us. They're not made for our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. We we work hard to fit into those systems that are a lot of the time really quite oppressive um, and really hard for our kids to, to navigate and to go through. So um, particularly if you're only one of the few Aboriginal kids in your school, which can be kind of tricky. So one of the things that I think is really good that Aurora does to alleviate that, well, in, in my experience when I was talking about um, sort of studying overseas, is that in a place where there's not many mob, Aurora helps to create a community. So when I studied in Oxford, there were, gosh, I think four or five other um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people around Oxford and Cambridge and London who we had our own little community to support ourselves through. And then the support that we got back from the organisation while we were studying helped build that community. Um, in terms of high school kids, Oh, I forgot to mention, when I came back from Oxford, I actually was the Western Australian State Coordinator for the high school program, one of the Aurora programs, and we ran that. I ran that for about a year. But during that, what, again, going back to community, is we helped to create a sense of community. So this program back then follows a cohort of around 20 to 25 Aboriginal kids, Indigenous kids from, say, year seven, I think it is, all the way up to... Uh, their first year of university. So you have the same cohort, little sense of community all the way through, following you through and supporting you through until you get to university, which was a bit of a game changer because being able to have that sense of, you know, you've got your own community as mob, you've got your, um, in Perth, for example, the Nyungar community, um, but also to have that common understanding of what it's like as a student at that age, the age, your peers around you, going through similar things all the way through school to high school to university, having that sense of community around you is, was was deadly. So they're some of the ways that we can navigate those problems like racism or like unfair things that happen in schools. You're not the only one experiencing it and that can be powerful knowing that you're not the only one. Welcome back. You're listening to NITV Radio. And now the second part of the interview with new board member Sharon Davis. Sharon talks to Sukkot. Saka Pachova about her experience at Oxford University and the support that Aurora provides for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students. I think when you study away, um, so one of the things when I when I was doing my university degree in Broome, I did have a sense of community, so that was okay. Mm. But when I left, um, it was it's quite daunting. It's scary, you know. <laughs> let alone being in England, uh, in the UK, you know, the place of the place of largely a lot of colonisation that is still ongoing around the world, to be in that space as the only Aboriginal person, you know, in your department, for example, is it, quite daunting. But at the same time, um, it's also a little bit freeing to be able to be yourself um, as a person studying instead of mm. having to carry all that sort of uh, racism that comes with it too. In saying that, I don't think I would have ever have got through it without that sense of community that Aurora helped build with my colleagues, my peers, the other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander scholars who studied over in the UK at the same time as me. That mm. was invaluable. Mm. What would be your message for Indigenous youth who are listening to us and maybe are facing difficulties or maybe are, you know, deciding where to take their educational journey? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. I guess... <laughs> I guess we, we know for young people to know that you're not alone and that there have been lots of 
amazing Aboriginal educators throughout the years who have stood up for us to even be in the position that we're in now. You know, we stand on the shoulders of giants is a common saying, but it's absolutely true. We've got amazing Aboriginal educators. You can have a look at even just the successes of the people who have come out of the Aurora, if we're talking about Aurora more specifically, um, the alumni that's come out of the Aurora Education Foundation. We've got a whole heap of educators. We've got people who are doing um, medicine to do with cancer. We've got uh, epidemiologists. We've got maths geniuses. We've got all these amazing, clever um black excellence um, examples that we can look up to, our young people can look up to and aspire to be like, you know, that old saying, you can't be what you can't see. There's lots of black excellence of what you can see and hopefully our young people can look up and decide that's what they want to be, which is why I think education is essential. I've said it before and, you know, education is essential to our freedom and I really mean that. I think that when you can understand and know and you're able to label the oppression that is implicit in the institutions that we have to engage in, like the education system, we can find less harmful ways to navigate that space together. You actually answered my last question because it was ah. <laughs> <laughs> that you wrote about education is essential for our freedom that that oh, yes. you've learned it as Aboriginal person. So, yeah, that's that's a beautiful message. Yeah, I think and talking about self-determination earlier is one of the founding principles of my small business and also of Aurora. If we have education, we can determine new ways to be, you know, new ways to learn. We can put in place strategies that can help us reach these new imaginings. And if we actually truly believe in self-determination, that means letting go and in some cases fighting against the education systems that are harming our kids. I guess being educated about education means that We are in a much better position to make informed decisions about where we can choose to send our children, what they learn, how they learn it, and imagine a future where we determine our own success. Um, that's self-determination and education for me, and that's a huge reason why um, I'm very excited to be part of the board of the Aurora Education Foundation. Thank you so much, Sharon, for talking to us about your journey and about being on board of Aurora. Thanks very much for having me.